What is up, lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your other host, Willie. We are a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or Defending My Corner, one pixel at a time. You know what I really love about our favorite website, Willie? That you can no longer find porn on the front page? I, I mean, yes, it makes browsing at work so much easier. But I just like how... I liked it when it was hard. That's that's when you could find porn on the front page of the internet. <laughs> yes. It was. Uh, but I was going to say, uh, I like how the more things change, the more things stay the same. Tell me more. Oh, uh, you know, we've kind. Of, I think if we look back over the past several episodes, we've all we've said pretty much the same thing. Like Reddit, from week to week, comes from destruction, disorder, and chaos. I think what you're alluding to is outside of what just happened. What was all-consuming on Reddit this week, which I think for a lot of people was a nice little pocket of fun, a little corner, if you if you will. Yeah, there's consistency, I think, in the world is one of the things you're referring to. And and Reddit being the place that just filters all of that stuff up to the top, you get politics and war and social disputes of all different sorts. But this week, I think Reddit was consumed by r slash place. And I knew that that was going to happen. And you, you kind of made it out to think, made it to me to think that it wasn't going to be a big deal, in your opinion. I was 100% wrong, and I am uh, uh, human enough to admit that now. I had I had no idea the craving uh, that Reddit had for this event. Uh, one could say that you couldn't avoid it. It was the place to be. Place, r slash place, started on Friday. It ended on the 4th, so it lasted four days... And I think it ended around 7 p.m. Central Time, roughly. They did such a phenomenal job. So for those of you who have no idea what r slash place is, let me tell you how it worked this year. I'll give you just a brief four-day summary. I promise. This is fast. It started as a big, like, 2,000 by 2,000 pixel grid. And your entire job is you can click a pixel once every five minutes and place a color. Any color that is within the color picker, which is a lot. But somebody else can go in and take that. But that's it. That's the entire point. Is every five minutes, you have the ability to place a specific color in a square. Well, after the first day, do you see what what they did? They doubled the canvas size. Oh, so it went to a... Hold on. I'm going to move the little pebbles over here. So is it 4,000 pixels? I'm totally getting this number wrong, so don't quote me on this. But essentially, <laughs> it went from one square and then doubled horizontally and added a second square. And man, it just it expanded. It blew up. People were Because the first one that was posted was the exact same size as the original. And nobody had any clue that they were just going to double it. Like a day or two later, they doubled it again. No way. a full square. So it is enormous it is an enormous canvas the entire canvas was 6,000 by 6,000 pixels and the coolest part about this is the tiny 
micro stories that come out of it. And we're probably going to dedicate a good amount of this episode just to some of the nuance. But from from your perspective, Scott, before I dive into some of the cool things that I discovered, what stood out to you? Last week you brought this up and I was like, huh, okay, this is this is going to be a thing. We'll see how it goes. Willie's a nerd, so I mean, it's probably not going to do much. <laughs> what does he know? Day one, Willie, not going to lie. I uh, I opened up front page and I saw the post that said like the very first minute of r slash place. And I was mesmerized. <laughs> I was like, this is super cool. And the things I was looking for or looking at were, was kind of what you brought up last week. I was looking for like the giant tendrils of black pixels. And I noticed there was a corner of blue pixels. And turns out that's a story that's got history. Uh, there was yeah, flags. Blue corner. Yeah, there was flags everywhere trying to uh, trying to start up. There were there were drawings of Among Us, Star and, Wars, and like Among tons Us of hidden different. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So like like you said, all these little like micro stories started popping up. Every single uh, every single community was like, all right, we're going to we're going to use this strategy. And like you would see the next post down was like, OK, that strategy didn't work. We're actually going to try this. And then there would be other brigades where like we're going to go and attack this. And then uh, bots were introduced halfway through the week and people, <laughs> you know, all of their hard work were just wiped out in minutes by these bots designed yeah. to destroy. There was some really interesting things that happened from pretty much anything you could an- anticipate, a video game that you love, a a brand that you enjoy, a website you enjoy going to. All of those things were represented here and you can just get lost in this image looking for the things that you enjoy. But some of my favorite early on things, Scott, was anytime somebody would put like, website.com somebody would change it to (laughs) website.com it really just reflects the age of uh, most redditors the other thing is uh, at the beginning among us crowd favorite game had a had a corner in the in the bottom right and they were tiny little among us figures to big among us figures well, inevitably, people saw that and saw that they had this concerted effort to hold on to that corner. So people and bots just started attacking it. So what did Among Us do? They branched out and they hid the little Among Us character everywhere. For those who don't know, Among Us is a video game, super popular video game from a few years back. Blew up. Very simple to play. Very fun to play. I recommend checking it out. Uh, it should be on most platforms today, even on uh, mobile. I, I didn't see the initial characters, but I noticed at the end when they were hiding them everywhere, they were just like a couple pixels. It it only takes like five or six pix- pixels to create an Among Us character and hide it in the Canadian flag or hide it in a Star Wars poster that showed up. Uh, it adds just texture to a mango. It it provides the color in someone's hair. There's a uh, peace sign like tucked in among a bunch of little characters, and there's just Among Us in different versions of the same color there yeah it's super awesome to see how they just said all right well if you're not going to let us have our little space we're going to have every space (laughs) (laughs) now one i think my my favorite thing to come out of this is something that is so internet if you could define the internet this sentence horn that sentence defines the internet (laughs) (laughs) but this comes in second place this post was titled (laughs) 
comms in second place. <laughs> France literally made an Eiffel Tower while Bananas is struggling with their leaf. <laughs> and I love it. So what this is referring to is while everybody is trying to make their, their flag, for some reason, the country that got picked on was Canada. So Canada was attempting to make the little maple leaf in between their flag. If you're unfamiliar, it's uh, a red vertical stripe, a white square with a maple leaf in red and a red vertical stripe. That's how the flag is laid out. Well, they just couldn't get it right. People were not letting them build that maple leaf. They just, they either couldn't do it the right way. They couldn't get a concerted effort to make it. People just attacked the thing. And then while everybody was going after the leaf, somebody went and changed the banner that where it said Canada and made it say bananas. <laughs> so that post comes out where the... The, Fran the French flag is this giant vertical blue, white, and red stripe with a an Eiffel Tower, a pixelated Eiffel Tower, and a wine glass in it. People got pissed off that they did this, and they got that they got this notoriety from that post. So people went after the French flag. So you know what France did? They, they decided... started <laughs> they started putting baguettes in everybody's hands. <laughs> just around the whole around the whole canvas they would just they would just put a baguette or like somebody was trying to make some big big titted anime girl and they would just cover it with a with a baguette this is probably one of my fa favorite things because people took this and then it like on i forget which which site it was but it was in place of course but they showed a picture of a maple leaf tree, and it was just the horrible pixelated versions of what the maple leaf was at the time, <laughs> covering the whole tree. <laughs> if I could just bring this back to a conclusion, r slash place is such a wonderful representation of what this website can do. Communities of people gathering together to share what they're excited about, share the things that they love doing, and... Just have pride in in work and community, and I love it for that. But if you're looking at it and thinking to yourself, wow, that's really stupid. It's just pixelated art. Ten minutes. Spend ten minutes and just move around, and you will find things that you will be so fascinated by. It's it's very similar to one of those, like, uh, where's Waldo? You can just zoom in and zoom out and find new things every single time. It's really cool. I do have one last question for you, Willie, to wrap this up. What do you think had more time wasted in terms of lost work hours, the final four, or this four-day international event? Because it was, it was 24-7. Go nuts. America falls asleep. Europe wakes up. A, uh, a streamer that I don't follow, but who uh, the vast majority of people who watch streaming will know of a person named XQC. Heard of him? Yeah, super popular. He was averaging 200,000 viewers just while he clicked little dots. Hmm. See, I think that's wasted productivity. That's 200,000 people that could have been trying to uh, fix that maple leaf. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of wasted hours, this week in Shower Thoughts... It's considered less taboo to constantly pump yourself full of a liquid stimulant drug to keep yourself awake throughout the day rather than laying down for a quick midday nap. I feel personally attacked when you read this story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure almost everybody except me should feel attacked by this. 
because for people who don't know, I can't have coffee or caffeine uh, of any kind. But this is very interesting that uh, unless you're in a place where siestas are popular, we kind of just say like, uh, drink, drink those balls. Have a shot and move on, right? Yeah. That's balls energy drink. Not a, not a sponsor. Also in a blue uh, bottle. Blue bottle. Blue balls. But let's see. We've got, we've got coffee. We've got five-hour energy shots. You've got a uh, plethora of energy drinks. Red Bull, Monster. Yeah, those tall ball. boys. And then you've just got straight up uh, actual speed. Cocaine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that- Like people need to mind you... their fucking business? Yes. <laughs> no, true story though. It, just, just tell the truth. Do you need coffee or something? You need a little perk in the morning? A little pep in your step? I'm not, I'm not talking, I'm not saying like, you know, say which illegal drug you use. Just tell me the legal ones. Okay. I will tell you that I have not done any hard drug that is an upper. Just, I wouldn't do it because I know how reliant I am on caffeine and sugary drinks to stay awake. Now, I'm not like that one comedian who puts like Kool-Aid in his thermos and drinks that every morning. (laughs) Yeah, that guy's a machine. But (laughs) here's what I do. So tomorrow, I'm going to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, and I'm immediately going to have pre-workout, which is like two cups of coffee. I'm going to get to the gym, and then I'm going to go use the bathroom. (laughs) It's going to be quite aggressive. And then... After my and workout co- and colorful, <laughs> a lot of earth tones, red. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and then after I'm done with the gym, I'm gonna drive through Starbucks. Wait, you're gonna get a second caffeine uh, hit, if you will. That's, yeah, that's how much I don't even know what to say. Like it's been, <laughs> uh, I Jesus, it's been uh, 2006. I think it's the last time I ever had a soda with caffeine in it. I don't even know what the kids are saying these days. Don't don't you just dream a little bit? Don't you just think, oh man, I just want to put some DP in my mouth. I I, I want a little Arctic blast <laughs> down my gullet. Little I, I Sierra even... mist all over my face. <laughs> Sierra mist doesn't have caffeine. Oh, then you can have that. I can mist you. <laughs> All right, so you have you have your pre-workout. You then go to Starbucks. And today, around 2 o'clock, I went and got another Starbucks. All right, so that's three, three hits. You are addicted. I think I'm on... I wouldn't say I'm up in like the one percenters of people who drink caffeine, but I would say I'm in the top quartile uh, of people that consume coffee. Now, I'm not doing super sugary coffee. I'm not doing a latte. I'm not doing a mocha, anything like that. I just get black iced coffee. Drink that. I call it good. I have... <laughs> you, you ready for my new purchase that I want to make, Scott? Oh, boy. I'm going to do a math problem. So for those of you who space out with math, this is your moment. Go use the restroom. Scott, you need to stay. This is your show. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's roughly $4 and change per drink that I get at Starbucks. 470 is the total. So with tax, 494 So let's just round up. Let's say $5. So if I get two coffees a day, I'm spending $10 on coffee. Not including inflation. No. 
So in a month, I'm spending $300 on coffee. 30 days, $10 a day, 300 bucks on coffee. You know what would be cheaper? Cocaine. If I just, (laughs) probably not. If I just bought a kegerator, a refrigerator with a keg tap on top, and I filled the inside with coffee, with my own cold brew, which is fairly affordable. You can go on Amazon and buy big bulk things of coffee, brew it in one of those like painter's buckets, food safe, of course, and then just fill that. Use this industrial drill to to mix it up. You don't mix it. You just put it. You just put it in like a mesh bag, and then put it in water and just let it sit. And yeah, you, like I said, I I have no idea how any of that works. So, if anybody wants to help me fund that, shoot us an email at there's at there's... subforthat.com. I would love to love to help fund my caffeine addiction. Do you miss it? Do you miss not having coffee? I miss napping. <laughs> I uh, a true story from me to you and everybody else on the internet. I've had one cup of black coffee ever, and that was it. And you probably hated it, didn't you? Went all throughout high school, wondering why the hell any of my classmates would start drinking coffee. I thought it stunted your growth among. Other, amongst other things uh, So I just stayed away from it And then went to college And I was like alright let's see what this is all about And just like uh, just I, I don't know if I got it from like Some shitty machine or something But I just <laughs> I had one Took two sips and I was like why the fuck Would anybody ever drink this dirt water And I never touched the stuff again uh, I have a coworker, And me Jackie, too This, this <laughs> is one of the best Things that has ever been said to me And I think it's so funny I'm at work, and this is right at the end of 2019. It's like January 2nd. I'm at work, and I'm like, guys, my dream, my wish for 2020 is that I can drink just black coffee because I had always had to put stuff in my coffee. And she looks at me and goes, stop being a little bitch. Just go buy black coffee. (laughs) But apparently that was – that was the right amount of confrontation because I haven't ordered anything but black coffee since. Oh, I was going to say, are you still a little bitch? <laughs> no, you're you're a bitch. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Speaking of pieces of shit, have you Ted ever Cruz? thought to yourself, oh, oh, <laughs> well, have you ever thought to yourself, I should treat others worse than me? Ted Cruz. uh, That might be the only acceptable answer to that. (laughs) This week, Scott, in the subreddit, damn, that's interesting. This post says a trans man discusses how once he transitioned, he came to realize just how affection-starved men truly are. Now, before I read this post, which is a a little bit longer, this is not meant to be a woe-is-man post i think it's just a really interesting thought exercise about society and i i want you to think critically about this as i read it okay i'm glad you brought this one up because i i looked at it and i saw this one is way too long i'm gonna skip over it (laughs) and and now you've 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 just gone and done it so let's hear it so it starts with the user writing still bothered by the u.s cultural idea that men can only be non-romantically intimate with one another in warlike or competitive circumstances i'm pretty quiet about the fact that i'm a trans man usually but 
Holy shit, I need to tell you about the culture shock I'm going through because it blindsided me. There's a huge sense of social isolation that comes with being perceived as male because now people are subconsciously treating me as a potential predator. All strangers, no matter their gender, keep their guard up around me. It made me realize that there is no inherent camaraderie in male socialization. There is in female socialization, unless, of course, it's a very specific very specific environment. And the fact I don't ambivalently experience this mutual kinship in basic exchanges anymore is an insanely lonely feeling. You know how badly this would have fucked my mind up if I had grown up like this? So as you hear that first part, what do you think? All I can think about is all those meatheads who just keep going on with that alpha bullshit. And it's like, oh, you don't want to have friends? You, ju you just want to have like uh, a harem of women around you serving all your wants and needs? I, the post goes on further and further to describe in detail what it's like for this person as they transition. And it ends by saying, but men are not machines of war. Yes, testosterone absolutely gives you dumb, bastard brain, but that just makes you want to skateboard a wagon down a hill or duct tape your friend to the wall, not kill somebody. The human species looks so much colder standing from this side. I can see how men convince themselves that their feelings of emotional desperation and personal weakness as opposed to a symptom of their experience from white imperialism. Because this human connection is as essential for our well-being as water is. That just sounds really lonely. I, I've just, my brain is totally racked right now. I'm thinking like as I was growing up, uh, up until fifth grade, I didn't live near a bunch of my friends. I was on the edge of the school zone, edge of the city. And so I was in Boy Scouts and that was kind of like the, the friends I had growing up. And then I moved to a neighborhood in sixth grade that all of my classmates lived around me. And so it was much easier to make friends. But even in the, in the competitive nature, like, I don't know, maybe it was just my upbringing, but I was, my parents weren't competitive really at all. There was, you know, my dad played pool. My mom was, wasn't into sports really all that much. I didn't have like that, that gene or that nurture, nature, whatever, to just really go out and be the best, be number one, beat all my friends. There was some healthy competition that I learned from other people just because they're like, oh, this person's competing and this person's competing. Maybe, maybe I'll just compete too to kind of fit in. But it was never something where I prioritized like not having companionship, whether it's from a like, close friend or a significant other. I always wanted that more. That close companionship? Yeah, yeah. I would much rather have a best friend or a close group of buddies where we would go hang out or a girlfriend uh, than be like the, the quarterback of the high school football team or the right. lead singer of a band. Even though, you know, like doing the math in my head, being those people probably would have gotten me <laughs> uh, a lot more opportunities to have those friends or lovers when i was in high school the vast majority of my friends were girls and i think part of that was because they reciprocated feelings better than men did at the time. yeah 
for sure. And you, I, I, in the moment, I felt more heard. I felt like it wasn't always a competition that I could just be a bit more casual and, and, and be myself. That's not to say that my like closest friends growing up were not there in that same way. As it turns out, my best friend growing up turned out to be gay. And he didn't follow the status quo of the typical high schooler. He was into music and was into really quirky things. Like we would just go do these like really odd things all the time. And a lot of that was because he was so comfortable with that self-expression that he didn't feel this need to follow the status quo, if you will. And I, honestly, I think what we're discovering on this show is maybe the, re- the reason why our demographic on TikTok is split pretty much 50-50 is that we hopefully are able to communicate both of these lines. For anybody who's listening to the show who has felt that rejection that this person was talking about yeah that sucks there is another side just go talk to oh go talk to women (laughs) (laughs) or don't don't be afraid to open up that's a more reasonable response (laughs) did you sleep over at your buddy's house as a kid like friends hang out of course all the time whatever yeah didn't you ever talk about things like this maybe uh have discussions like oh i wonder what the girls are doing at their sleepover what kind of that stuff that that kind of conversation would always come up, but inevitably somebody would be going through some sort of hardship. Like their parents are getting a divorce or they just broke up with their girlfriend uh, or they just saw porn for the first time, you know, and it's like all of these confusing questions come up and like we would sit around in a circle, usually after just smashing a pizza and watching a movie and right before drifting off to sleep, we would just have these, what we thought were like deep philosophical conversations, but really it was just an exploration of our feelings and trying to justify like what is supported in this friend group, what is supported in society. And I, I thought like, this is actually what I really enjoy about these friendships is that these people are opening up and we're learning together and we're trying to just figure it out. And it doesn't matter if we're just guys, you know, talking about how things are. I think you were surprisingly lucky. I don't think that's the norm, unfortunately. Maybe nowadays it is. I think nowadays being able to talk about feelings amongst all different genders, I think, is probably more common. Yeah. And that <laughs> count yourself. And, lucky, uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I was not popular with the opposite sex, so I never had those opportunities to talk about my feelings with them. I had to make it work with what uh, was available to me. Same. A lot of loneliness. A lot of uh, self-expression. A lot of computer time. I don't know why the internet got deleted. It must have been a virus. It definitely (laughs) wasn't me just taking Internet Explorer, dragging it to the trash. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of computers... This week in Today I Learned. Today I Learned, Cancun was founded by the Mexican government using computer models to find a nice spot for tourists. Did you know? I had that, no, no idea. <laughs> that the reason it exists is because of its proximity to Disneyland World. Disneyland? Land. Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. The, the thought was that East Coasters who would make the trip to Disneyland wouldn't mind going to some uh you know tropical resort that is just a few miles south 
I feel like such an idiot because I don't know how close Cancun is to uh, what? San Diego? San Diego. <laughs> Whale's vagina. <laughs> uh, Disneyland is in Anaheim, California. That is, is, that's Los Angeles, if, uh, if we're going by baseball rules. Yeah, that's south of Los Angeles. So to go from there to, oh, God. Oh, uh, my God, dude, it's so far away. <laughs> From San Diego? Us being idiots, this is the clearest example you could imagine. We're talking about Disney World, which is in Florida, because Mexico is in the shape of like an L, right? Or like a backwards J. I thought it was more like a crescent moon. Sure. Go to the bottom tip of the crescent moon, and that's where Cancun is, right next to like Havana and Cuba and... And that. So you would likely, if you're on the East Coast, you would take a, a trip down to Florida. You'd go to Orlando. And then it's just a quick little it's a quick little plane ride to Cancun. But no, you would not go to San Francisco because it is so much further. <laughs> <laughs> so not only am so I bad dumb. at math, I'm also bad at geography. Great. Uh, no wonder we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have you have you been to anywhere in Mexico? Yes. I've been to Ciudad Juarez. <laughs> uh, but this was before the cartels fully took it over. What is Ciudad Juarez? No, it's only one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Are you joking? Have you actually been there? Twice. Why? <laughs> uh, when I was younger, I went on mission trips and we built houses and churches and we were you know doing charity doing the lord's work spreading the word of god i growing up my parents before i was old enough to go scuba diving they would go to cancun belize playa del carmen that was kind of like one of their places that they'd go uh was mexico because it was really inexpensive back in the the 90s to go scuba diving in the gulf of mexico and then when i was old enough we skipped all of that and we went right to the caribbean must be nice to have money how much do you think it was for a trip to the cayman islands in november or october during hurricane season i don't know like 25 30 dollars <laughs> 12 raspberries <laughs> we're talking like 400 dollars a person wow okay well did you did you see a hurricane at least because I would have asked for my money back if I didn't. <laughs> I did not see a hurricane, fortunately. But it, so you can go scuba diving, I think, at 11 or 12. And the the year before I was old enough to go. You can't go at like 9, 10 in the morning? 6 to midnight? <laughs> I, I wasn't old enough to go. So my grandma was staying with us or staying at my parents' house watching me. And my parents, my grandpa, who was a dive instructor... And my sister, they all went down. They stayed on these, like, pirate ships that went out into the ocean and were looking for different places to go scuba diving. They kind of had a map routed. But there was a hurricane. Do you remember back in the early 2000s, the movie Perfect Storm? Oh, yeah. It was one of my best vines I posted. <laughs> it, it, if you're For the uninitiated here, it was a movie about two hurricanes meeting and colliding with one another. My parents were in the middle of exactly that situation. Oh, no. Were they on a boat? Yes. 
in the mi- in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. There are two boats. One of them capsized. Their boat lost all power. The mast broke off, just like in the game Sea of Thieves. Fell down. Didn't capsize, but like nine people went overboard. Jeepers. And surprisingly, on this trip, nobody died. Okay, well, see, they got their money's worth on that trip. Yep, my parents got home and they're like, we thought we were going to die. That was the worst <laughs> trip ever. And then I got really sad when I was like, did you bring me home anything? They we were brought like, ourselves yes, home, Willie. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that your parents made it back because really, Willie, uh, we might not have this show today. And you know what I'm also grateful for? This week's upvotes and downvotes. Scott, you like the MCU, right? Love it. Need it. Want more of it. There is something that exists in the MCU that doesn't exist in any other world except for a multiverse. Well, arguably, we don't know if that exists or not. But Captain America's shield is made out of what? Vibranium. And what? for the uninitiated, what is vibranium? It's like adamantium. For, for the... <laughs> again... <laughs> It's heavy metal. Not like the band Poison. This is... Would they be heavy metal? I don't think they would be. It doesn't matter. Uh, No, no, not at all. Well, Scott, this week in the subreddit, r slash science, there's the post that says, Scientists in Kyoto University managed to create a, quote, dream alloy by merging all eight precious metals into one alloy. The eight metal alloy showed a tenfold increase in catalytic activity in hydrogen fuel cells. And you're telling yourself, what the fuck did he just say to me? I'm going to read you a little bit here. Ready? All I know is it's going to get stolen underneath from underneath cars. A research team from Kyoto University and other universities have succeeded for the first time in the world in developing an alloy that combines all eight elements known as precious metals, including gold, silver, and platinum, according to the announcement in the Journal of American Chemical Society. The alloy is said to be 10 times more powerful than existing platinum as a catalyst for producing hydrogen from water by by electrolysis. It may also lead to a solution to the energy problem that we're seeing. Scott, I think these scientists, outside of just trying to, you know, solve the environment i think they might have just created vibranium have they made anything out of it though like you know uh butt plug (laughs) (laughs) everybody has their kink buddy well speaking of hard this week in r slash movies uh this is my downvote of the week fyi Die-hard actor Bruce Willis is stepping away from acting following an aphasia diagnosis. For those who are unaware, aphasia is uh, something that is kind of like a precursor or is in the same circle as dementia. So he has uh, decided to just call it quits. And yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I was talking with my buddy Nick about how he's been doing all of these really like kind of straight to streaming movies recently. Mm -hmm. He's been on this Nicolas Cage type tear. And I was like, well, well, I mean, I felt like he was kind of like tarnishing his legacy. But now reading reading this, I think he was just doing it so he could get 
as many acting roles, you know, something he's obviously loved doing forever and just wanted to do it for as long as he could until they literally said, like, Bruce, you got to stop. Yeah, I it, that or uh, like the cynical side of me is how can I get as much money to set my family up for success in the long run? I wouldn't even fault him for that, though. Not at all. That's something you should do for your family. It's it's really sad. I think while some of his past roles might feel a little dated today, oh man, movies like Die Hard are just priceless. They're so great. And yeah, he's going to be an actor that's really going to be missed. Yeah, he's he was a strong leading man archetype like action hero. And we're going to miss you, Bruce. Really could have dealt with uh, some more female company. Really softened that hard exterior. Ten years ago, the internet was a little bit happier because this week in Picks, the guy who took the photo of ridiculously photogenic guy celebrated the 10-year anniversary of the iconic shot that made puddles out of all color and creed. Panties dropped. (laughs) Well, I could totally understand if you needed a minute to yourself. (laughs) You know what? Actually, I'm going to take you up on that. So thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials. And remember, no matter what you're into... Whether it's took too much, confusing perspective, Will Smith, or eggs in strange places, there's a sub for that. that.